Good morning. All righty, we're glad that you're here. I hope you've had a good day and a and a good weekend. It is just a great day to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. And we're glad that you're here. If you're online with us, we're glad that you've joined us online. If you're a visitor with us here in person or online, I would like to ask you to text the word "welcome" to seven zero four. Four five nine five five seven five. We'd just like to get to know who you are and a little bit about you and how we can minister to you and with you. So uh, do that and uh, let us have a record of your attendance this morning. A couple of announcements. Um, parents of youth that are going to the youth conference next weekend, uh, there are some information sheets in Mary's uh, door. If you'll pick those up and... Uh, Take the information under advisement there, whatever she needs. Uh, take care of that information for her. Also, there will be no uh, Kingdom Kids uh, tonight, uh, so take note of that. And also, the Women's Bible Study will be meeting tonight at 6 o'clock downstairs. And of course, we'll have our normal worship in here at 6 o'clock as well. So we're glad that you're here and are glad that you've come to worship the Lord Almighty. Psalm 139, verse 23 says, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my concerns. See if there's any offense, any offensive way in me. Lead me in the way everlasting. And Psalm 25, verse 4 and 5 says, Make your ways known to me, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation, and I wait on you all day long. Let's pray together. Father God, we do come to you this morning with humble hearts, praising you, God, for who you are. For you are our salvation. You are our rock, our refuge, our help in times of trouble. God, you are our strength and our comforter. You're everything that we need. God, today we... We pray that prayer that the psalmist wrote to search me and know me. Make known to me, God, any ways in my heart, any ways in my life, anything in my lifestyle that's offensive to you, God. Make it known to me. Father, guide me in your truth and teach me your ways. And God, we'll wait on you. Hear our worship, God, and may it be pleasing to you today. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.
Amen. Bless the Lord this morning. Amen. Amen, brother. Is it well with your soul? Regardless of what goes on in life, are you okay? What about if this life ends, are you okay? Is it well with your soul? Where do you stand today? This morning we're going to look at renewing our minds. Maybe refocusing on the important thing in life. And that is the Lord Jesus Christ. It seems as though as a new year comes and we bring in a new year, it's always a good time to to start, to, to have a fresh start, to have a renewal or or a time for a new beginning, like it's a time to hit the reset button, to refocus again on, on our priorities. Wednesday night we talked a little bit about this and, and, and about uh, making New Year's resolutions. How many of you made a New Year's resolution this year? Okay, got one in the house, all righty. Give them a hand. I just hope that they're still going, uh, are still faithful to it. But what we found out is a lot of people, and I guess it's going to be about the same thing for today, is a lot of people just don't make them. Why is that? We're going to break them. Okay, we know in advance that we can't keep them, or we don't, or we don't uh, keep them. And and uh, but why is that? Well, maybe the resolutions that we've made in the past have just been. Uh, too big or too ambitious, but could it be that we're not prepared for everything that's going to take to fulfill or to achieve that resolution or, or, or to accomplish the goal that you set, uh, set in your mind? There might be a variety of reasons why we choose not to uh, set goals or, or to make resolutions or Maybe it's just because of the stress that's involved. Amen. Okay, every day you go get up and know that you, you know, you, you're going to do this or you need to do this. Amen. You've set it in your mind to do this. And so maybe it's the additional stress or maybe it's the, the time involved. Uh, we, we looked into the reading the, the Bible in a, in a year on Wednesday night and, and maybe that's just too big of an, a, a task when you've never really spent much time in the Word. And so maybe you need to break that down into reading just the Gospels or the New Testament or the Epistles or something along those lines. So maybe it's difficult. Maybe it involves pain, okay? Maybe your goal is to go to the gym three days a week. Well, let me tell you what, that's painful, okay? It may not be at the time, but when you get home, okay, a couple hours later, you begin to, oh, you know, get kind of stiff. In other words, we might jump into something that we're not expecting or or not prepared for. With the state of the world that we're we're in now or the the way the world's been for the last 24 months or so, people have seemed derailed from their priorities, haven't they? Uh, What about you? Have have things seemed disconnected or disjointed? over the last 18 months, 24 years, uh, 24 months. Well, if it has, I want you to join me in a, in, a, in a journey throughout this year. 
throughout 2022, and that is to renew our minds throughout the year. A constant renewal in, in, in several different areas of life uh, to begin afresh and anew, to renew our minds in 2022. And so if you want to do that, turn with me to Romans chapter 12. And we're going to be in Romans chapter 12 uh, for, for most all of the day this morning. But Romans chapter 12 is a, probably a very familiar verse to, to, to some of you. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, it says, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. And so in those two, passages, in those two verses, Paul lays out three areas in, in, in our life that we need to pay attention to. But it all begins with a new way of thinking, a renewed mind. He, he, he looks at verse 1 and he says, to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. Present our bodies, make our bodies as a living sacrifice. Verse 2, do not conform to the things of this world. And number 3, again in verse 2, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so number one, present your bodies as, as a living sacrifice. And Paul says here in, 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 in verse, verse 1, it says, Therefore I urge you, or some translations it may say, Therefore I urge you, or I plead with you, or I appeal to you. But probably the best way to, to translate that is, Therefore I beg you. I beg you. And so that gives it a whole different idea of Paul just saying, listen, man, I urge you. You get the idea of Paul saying, listen, I beg you, please, please do this for the glory of God. To give your life as a living sacrifice to the Lord. This isn't a command. It's, it's, it's Paul begging the people, the believers, to give their body as a sacrifice to the Lord. And you think about it, we, ex we express ourselves through our bodies, don't we? Our mind, our will, our affection, even the Holy Spirit uses our body to, to express ourselves to, to others and to the Lord. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20, it says, you were bought with a price. You were bought with a price. And so if we were bought with a price... We owe somebody something, you know. So we, we owe God ourselves, our bodies, our life, our soul. We need to give it back to God. It says, you were bought with a price, therefore, because you were bought with a price, honor God with your bodies. Honor God with your bodies. And so how do we do that? Well, it begins with the new person that we become in Christ. The new person that we that we become once we accept Jesus Christ. And so we need to stop right there and ask ourselves if we've maybe slipped back into our old ways. 
Have we slipped back into doing some things that we know we shouldn't be doing, living a lifestyle that we know that isn't pleasing and God honoring? Have we reverted back to our old ways? Or are we living a life that honors God, that pleases God? You see, the reason we can't completely present our bodies to the Lord as a living sacrifice is because we've not completely given our mind and our bodies back to the Lord. It's hard to give your body as a sacrifice to lay your body on the altar if you're going to leave some of it off. If you're not going all in We can't give our bodies as a living sacrifice. And so Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, he says, Therefore, he says, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The new creation has come. When we receive Christ, we receive the Holy Spirit, and we are new people. We are a new creation in Christ. It says, the old has gone, the new is here And all of this is from God. And so let me ask today, the old is gone, is it? Is the old gone in our life? Has the new come? Are we living in the new creation in Christ? When people look at us, when people see us on on, on Monday through Saturday night, Do they see us living in the new life or in our old ways, in our old life? You see, it's easy to come to church on Sunday morning and live the new life. It's a whole different story to live the new life the rest of the week, to live a new creation. It's a whole lot easier to give in to the ways of the world and the pulls of the world and the temptations of the world the rest of the week when probably we think nobody's looking, nobody's paying attention. This is what takes place when we accept Christ and are wholly given over to the Lordship of Jesus. That new creation comes. There's a, what happens is a radical change of life, a radical way of, of being, a radical way of, of existing in our new life. It means a new way of living in the world. So uh, again, we, we ask ourselves, maybe over time, are we still living that new life we, we lived when we walked through the waters of baptism? Or has the world got a hold of us somewhere, somehow? You see, our being, our, our personality, our very existence is, is, is vastly different than others when we're living in that new creation, when we're living in the Lord, when we have a renewed heart, a renewed mind, and a renewed spirit. You see, every day, in all the places we go, all the things we do, all the decisions we make, all the recommendations we make, we're all presenting our bodies for the Lord. Whenever we walk out of these doors, we're presenting ourselves to the world as a new creation in Christ. How are we doing? 
What are people seeing in our life? What are people seeing in in the way we live, the things we do, the things we say, the places we go, the things we post? All that leads us to number two. Don't be conformed to the world. How do we do that? Because that's a tall order, isn't it? Everything in the world tells us we're not good enough. We're not smart enough. We're not rich enough. We're not classy enough. We need this. We need that. We need more and more. But God tells us that we are His creation and He made us the way we are. But the temptations are, are great not to go along with the world or to go along with the world. There's pulls from people, from peers, from TV, from social media, everywhere to go the way of the world. Kenneth Woost translates this verse, uh, verse 2. He says, Stop assuming an outward expression that doesn't come from within you and is not representative of what you are and in your inner being. But change your outward expression to one that comes from within and is represented of your inner being by the renewing of your mind. Because you see, folks, quite often we know right from wrong, don't we? We know what God wants us to do. But sometimes that that temptation in our heart the encouragement of our friends, the need to look good, to look important. Man, it, it makes it hard, doesn't it? And so we go with that outward look, trying to make ourselves look good to the world, all the while on the inside knowing it's not right. And so what Paul is saying here, the way the way he retranslated that is to put forth to the world what's really in you. Let the Lord Jesus Christ, which is in you, come out of you and live in such a way to honor the Lord. And and in this verse, Paul is, is urging the believers not to fashion their life or their lifestyle and their conduct by those around them, by their friends or peers, and not even by their church members. Don't compare yourself to each other. Don't do what your church members want you to do because it may very well not be right either. But he's telling the people in Rome to compare yourself to the Lord. To do what pleases the Lord. To to fashion your life according to the life of Christ, not the life of anybody else. Not the life of anybody else. Paul lays out a pretty good description of how how, how to, to live that renewed in Christ life and what it looks like in the church and how it's demonstrated to the world in in verses 3 through 13. If you will, follow with me. Romans chapter 12, verses 3 and following. It says, For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, 
Do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourselves with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Just as each of us has one body and with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is the leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is the showing of mercy, let him do it cheerfully. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourself. Never be lacking in zeal. But keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Wow. That's a tall order to live by there, isn't it? But he tells us there that, that that's what that godly life looks like. Living out that renewed life and that, that, that new creation in Christ, that's how we live it out. In verse 3, he says to have a humble heart. Verse 4, he says uh, we need to find our place in the kingdom of God and use our talents in the kingdom of God. Our active part in the body of Christ will be seen by the world. When we're serving the Lord, the world sees that. Man, so let me ask you today, are we truly active in the body of Christ? Are we truly active in the body of Christ? Are we encouraging others? Are we building up the church to to each other? Are we building up the church to the world, to the people outside these walls? Verse 5, it says, we're to conform to the teachings of Christ, not the desires of the world. We belong to Christ and we belong to the body of Christ. We belong to each other. We're accountable to each other for doing our part and using our gifts and our talents and our resources for the kingdom of God here in this place. Are we utilizing our gifts and our talents for the Lord? Again, when was the last time we we, we put our gifts to work for the Lord? Verse 9, it says the world is, is filled with evil. And the verse says that we're to hate evil. But God is the essence of goodness. And it says we're to cling to the things that are good. So cling to the, to the Word of God and to God Himself. Verse 10, it says we're to be devoted to each other and to honor each other. Verse 11, do we have a zeal for serving the Lord? All this goes into making us that new creation and and presenting ourselves to the world. Verse 12 says, Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful to one another. Faithful in prayer, living in community, and with others can be difficult, can't it? Are we forgiving of each other's faults? Are we forgiving of each other's shortcomings? Or, Or is my way always the best? And nobody ever quite measures up. I'm always right. I'm always on time. I'm always the one. Do we ever show the grace that we need to show? 
Are we forgiving of others? Do we live a humble life acknowledging that our ways might not always be the right way or done at the right time? Are we patient with each other? Are we, are we praying about, about the concerns? Do we talk to God about them or do we talk to each other about others? Amen. And in verse 13, we encourage each other, we help each other, we lift each other up as brothers and sisters in the Lord. Because you see, as Christians, as believers, as the body of Christ, we are the embodiment of Christ to the world. When the world looks for Christ, they look for the church. When they look at the church, they see us individually. How are we doing? You see, we're called to reflect the goodness and the glory of God to the world. The only way we can do that, all that's dependent upon number three, being transformed by the renewing of the mind. It says, verse, verse 2, do not, be, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. By the renewing of your mind. And then you'll be able to test and approve what is God's will, what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. You see, by allowing the Holy Spirit to, to renew our minds, we're able to, to test the will of God and to find it good. First it's good, and then it's accepting and pleasing to the Lord, and then it's perfect when it matches the will of God. But how can we begin to transform our minds? How can we begin renewing our minds? It takes thoughtfulness, it takes courage, and it takes determination. We have to intentionally choose to live a godly life. We have to intentionally choose Christ living every day. And we have to have the courage to do that, we have to have the courage to go against the world and what the world wants us to do and the worldly expectations. We have to be bold enough and courageous enough to do that. And we have to be determined with an unwavering commitment to follow through with what God wants us to do, to live that life. You see, life together with, with other believers is the first and the, and the primary way in which we are renewed in Christ. We help each other. As I said a minute ago, we help each other. We hold each other accountable. We encourage each other. We teach each other. We empower each other. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You've seen that in the bulletin. You see it on the poster over there. You see it behind me. Is that something you really want, though? Is that really something that you want to do? Do you really want a renewed mind? A renewed heart? In your bulletin there, and on the slide you see your five areas of renewal for this year. 
Renew in 2022. All year long. Not just today, not just this week. But all year long. You might want to write these down. Write them in your bulletin, on your piece of paper, in your, in your Bible. Five areas of, uh, of, of renewal for this year. One is thankfulness. Two is togetherness. Three is teaching. Four is tithing. And five is time. What does that look like? Thankfulness. Having a, a thankful heart. Not taking anything for granted. Being thankful and giving thanks to God for all the blessings of life. Every day, ongoing. Being thankful to each other and for each other. I can go to every person in this room and tell you what I'm thankful for you about. What you mean to me, what you mean to my life, this ministry, this church, the kingdom of God. So renewing our, our thankfulness to the Lord, for the Lord, for salvation and for other people. Renewing our, our togetherness, that means our fellowship time, our, our coming together, uh, doing ministry together, doing missions together, um, any other type of gatherings that we have. We're going to do a big thing, we're planting, well, plans are subject to change, aren't they? We've seen that over the last two years, but you know, a big Easter in Earl that we didn't do two years ago, okay, we're going to do that this year. Christmas in Earl, going to happen again this year, okay? We're trusting in the Lord, okay? But, but, but renewing that togetherness and, and being a part of of those gatherings, of the missions and the ministries that have taken place. And then the teaching. Being committed to, to being in teaching time, in, in worship, in Sunday school, in small groups. And oh my, some, some, some great testimonies that have, that have come about just this year from, from some small groups that have been meeting along the way. And what a great time of of unity building and bonding that that has been so renewing our time of of teaching re renewing our time of tithing looking our lo looking at at our what we're giving to the lord for the work of the kingdom of god maybe it's nothing right now so maybe it's it's starting and maybe you're somewhere maybe you need to maybe move closer to what god wants us to be where god wants us to be Empowering the kingdom of God to make the kingdom of God known to a lost world. And then renewing our time. Renewing our time. And I'm not talking about, well, I guess I am. You're, you're, we do have the 2022 calendars available, but I'm not necessarily talking about uh, scheduling time on the calendars, though I am. We're talking about time with the Lord. Time in prayer. Time in 
and devotion. Again, maybe, maybe you're at a place where you're not doing that now. Maybe, maybe it's to move to get started. Maybe God's convicting your heart for more time. He wants more of your time, more face time Amen. with the Lord instead of FaceTime on the phone. Time in your prayer and, and, and devotion. We need to regularly get our minds in front of God's Word. And so what do these, what, what does spiritual transformation and what does spiritual renewal look like for you? Think about that in, in each of those areas. In thankfulness. Wherever you wrote that, in your bulletin, in your Bible, whatever it might be. What does your life look like? What do you need to do different? Write that down. In the togetherness, in the fellowship, in the ministry, in the missions, the gatherings that we have, where is God calling you there? In your time of in, in teaching. I know COVID has played a, a big part in, in, in sitting under under teaching and being in, in learning situations. But the worship and the small group and, and, and Sunday schools and the Bible studies, folks, that's where it happens. That's where relationships are built. That's where relationships are made. That's where you can go really, really deep in God's Word when you get a really good understanding of what God wants and how He wants us to live. What is it God wants you to do in that area of your life? Again, in tithing, where are you in that? Where is God moving you to in that part of your life? And then your time with the Lord. You know where you are in your spiritual life, in your, in your prayer time, in your devotion time. Where do you need to go from here? What's the next step for you? You see, when we begin renewing all these areas in our life, we begin to see that spiritual transformation. We begin to see that renewing of our mind taking place. We begin to see that new creation in totality being presented to the world. And so this morning, are are you willing to pray and ask God to renew your mind and and to change the way you think, to change the way you act, and change the way you live, and, and transform you into a person who lives a, whole, a life of, of holiness and a life of sacrifice? Are you willing to pray some dangerous prayers? We're going to look at these some tonight. Are you willing to pray these simple prayers? Lord, search me. Will you pray that? Lord, search me. Lord, break me. Lord, stretch me. Move me beyond my comfort zone. Move me from what I think my limits are. 
Lord, lead me. Lord, use me. Lord, search me, break me, stretch me, lead me, and use me so that I can glorify you. During our, our, our time of decision this morning, you might want to pray the lyrics of the invitation back to the Lord. Holy Spirit, rain down. The lyrics are this. Holy Spirit, rain down. How we need your touch again. Let your power fall. Let your voice be heard. Come and change our hearts. Let your power fall as we stand on your word. Will that be your prayer this morning? Let's pray together. Father God, we pray today, God, that we will determine in our hearts, Lord, to give way to a renewing of our hearts of our heart, of our soul, of our mind. That true spiritual transformation would take place, God. And so we pray today that you would indeed search us and break us of that iniquity in our life. God, that you would stretch us in the various parts of our life and areas of our lives. Lead me in righteousness. Lead me in, in your way of goodness. Lead me down your path, God. And use me to do whatever you want to do, God. Father, we pray this morning indeed for the Holy Spirit to rain down. That You would indeed teach, touch each one of our hearts. That You would convict us of the need of having our minds renewed. Of a spiritual transformation that needs to take place. So Father, we pray this morning, God, that Your power would indeed fall. That You would come and change our hearts so that we can become more like You. Hear our prayer, God. Stretch us, break us, search us, lead us, and use us for Your glory. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Holy Spirit, rain down, rain down, oh comforter and friend, how we need your touch again, Holy Spirit, rain down, Stop.